0: Prepare to meet an entrepreneur who is incredibly passionate about sustainability and who is growing her fashion brand big and fast.
1: It's the e-commerce master plan podcast, here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas.
0: Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. In today's episode, I'm chatting with a truly inspirational retailer. My guest is on a mission to change the fashion world and is tackling that in the worst product category for waste, which is swimwear. She's based in Australia and selling via her own site, as well as wholesaling globally, and she's achieving huge growth in the business at the moment. We'll be discussing how and why she's taking the approach she has to both carbon neutrality and using wholesale as her primary growth channel. And she'll also be sharing a lot of tips for how you can make your life and your business better for the human-friendly planet. I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and I hope you do too. Before we meet Charis, please do check out the sponsors. Getting an online business off the ground is not easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up a free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes, thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O ocom slash masterplan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Charis Caldrella is the CEO and founder of Style Swim, a sustainable swimwear fashion brand. Founded in 2016, they're now on track to hit 1 million euros this year. Hello, Charis. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited um, to find out how you've gone about building and growing your, your fashion brand. But let's go back to the beginning. How did you get started in e-commerce?
2: Well, it was actually quite funny because I, I went to fashion college and went through the usual motions of being in the fashion industry, which I've been doing for nearly 20 years. And so seeing trends come and go. And then I saw a bit of a shift when I had my own retail stores back in 2012. And I saw that the customer was more... Do you have Facebook? Do you have Instagram? Do you have a website? Those questions were becoming really consistent in my bricks and mortar stores, and instead of just saying no, sorry, I don't, I thought there's got to be something in this. So I used to retail other brands. So I had my own little boutiques and retail some great Aussie brands uh, like Wish and Assassin Bride and things like that. So it was. It was something that I saw very consistent, so I took that little bit extra and had a bit of a further look into it, and had a look at trends that were coming up. And I noticed that a lot of people were talking about sustainability, and it is just more sustainable, all in all, to have an e-commerce store than what it is to have bricks and mortar. The the I don't even for all of the sustainability nuts like me out there, they get it. But for the ones that don't, um, just the CO2 of the shipping to and from the store and the cars driving in and out and all of those things that come with it is just better, more sustainable. And and e-commerce is just going to be the way of the future. I actually read a statistic uh, a few days ago that by 2040 96% of purchases will be made online.
0: It is one of those things, isn't it? Like Either you can have a whole load of people individually driving to your store where there's only people in it some days of the week. You know, we know there's busy days and quiet days and each of them individually picking up their own purchases. Or you can have a van that delivers to 10 people in one go. It's it's so obviously that the online option is actually the more sustainable one when you think about it. Oh, it is. Yes. And it just it just takes a moment to sort of give people that little bit of insight. And they go,
2: they have a bit of a holy crap moment hold on a minute, I never thought of it like that. And it really is, it's just the better way to be. And, if, and, and again, at the risk of sounding like a greenie, if we want to leave a planet for our kids, we've got to step it up.
0: Indeed. So you took the decision based on all of that to go, right, I'm getting out of the physical retail stores and I'm going to start selling online. But you also decided at the same time you were going to stop selling other people's clothes and start creating your own brand, which is, a that's, a, that's two massive strategic leaps to make. It is, but it was a no-brainer. So I come from a
2: cultural background, um, working with the incredibly talented Selena Zielkowski um here in Australia. She taught me so much, like everything from like and this is back before cotton became a, a bad fabric. <laughs> um so this she taught me so much about waste and thinking about end of life, and which is why she's a couture designer actually. And she she's very passionate about sustainability, like myself. And the amount that she taught me about it, like you know, using remnants instead of using fresh like new fabrics and um, all the great new evolutions that was happening. So back then, that was when hemp was becoming a thing. And I'm talking about just becoming a thing. Australia hadn't even gotten wind of it yet. Bamboo was just starting to make its emergence. Yeah, this is quite a while ago. <laughs> I'm showing my age now. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's being taught all those things from back then. you kind of, you, you take a look at your business from a holistic point of view and you think, how can I just, how can I do it better? Swimwear is the biggest market in the world. Swimwear and lingerie, the biggest market. What is the biggest market equal? The biggest amount of waste. So, and I looked at it and what's, what's we're made of, it's plastic, it's plastic and it's fuel, petrol, petrochemicals, uh, and, and people are actively putting that on their skin. Yeah, that can't be good, can it? <laughs> no, no. And if you just take a second to kind of use your common sense brain on it, it really, it doesn't make any sense, period, to put petrochemicals on your skin. Uh, and, I, and I applaud the brands that are doing the upcycled fish nets, but it's the same thing you're not thinking about end of life you're not thinking about what's going to happen when it hits landfill that elastin will probably never break down that's in there so you know people are still discarding that you can't reuse you can't op shop swimwear unless it's brand new with the with the lining still in it you know that's just disgusting so what 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 can we do about this how can we make this better so a company called Solvay in Brazil they created um, Amnisol Eco which is the fabric that I use so it's 30% biodegradable so plant based filaments the remainder of the polyamide is actually specifically designed to be able to decompose within 10 years so once it hits the microbiomes in landfill it will actually eat it within 10 years
0: these technologies are being being developed we just have to to find them and then even more importantly put them in front of the consumer so as they can make the better choice.
2: Yep, and leaning into that, I put it in front of the consumer and I screened it from the mountaintops. And you want to know what I got, Chloe? What? That I was greenwashing. No. They said that I was greenwashing and that I needed to check my sources and all of these things, and they made me doubt myself. And I said, no, F you, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs>
0: And and over the you know obviously you've been running this business for what, eight years you've been trading for eight years now so have you found that that reaction of the consumers has changed over that time are they more are they less resistant and more open
2: they are they haven't just become less resistant they've done a complete. Backflip, and they want it now. They actively search it. Other brands in Australia have now started launching the same product that I have because it's become so wildly successful. And it was only because um, I had to wind back the business for a short period of time with uh, with my children that I wasn't able to push it out there faster. So that was that was uh, you know family commitments. You have to do what you have to do. So that meant I wasn't able to push it out there faster. But as soon as I put it out there and started educating people, people have just come flocking. I've had so many platforms approach me that they want to hold my stuff. We, we're we gearing up for our Wolf and Badger launch in the next few months. You know, Hudson's Bay in Canada want us to, and we've got a whole bunch of hot marketplaces selling us here in Australia. And having all of that as e-commerce and having all of those numbers in our system, we are able to carbon offset and make our business carbon positive. When you're using a bricks and mortar, you can't do that. It's physically impossible to monitor product. You don't have any statistics in front of you except for the amount of sales you made in a day and what the the end-of-the-day cash flow is. With e-commerce, I know exactly what package. If I send you a package in the UK all the way from Sydney, I know exactly how long it's taking to get there. I know exactly what needs to go into putting it there and how much I need to offset to be able to make sure that it's gone to you in a a zero-impact way.
0: So you've – not only is your product and your material as good as it can be, you are tracking – Every piece of carbon, right up until the point it's in the hands of the customer, and then offsetting that via a another offsetting tool.
2: Yeah, using a company called Green Fleet here in Australia, and with every order, we also plant a tree. With one tree planted, so which then goes back to Brazil and puts trees in the rainforest.
0: How important was it for you from day one to have all those boxes tick, not just one part of the sustainability or the net zero journey, but the whole piece? Oh, it's just,
2: it's something that is incredibly important to me. I can't, I can't even imagine leaving this planet in a worse way than what I came here. And I came in the eighties. It was a pretty damn good time. So, you know, I've got to make sure that I leave this planet better than what I came to it in.
0: And obviously part of that is getting your product, you know, into more hands so you're changing the industry as you already are. And interestingly, although you know consumers can come and buy it direct from your website, how you're doing that growth is predominantly via wholesale and marketplaces. What led you to go down that route rather than purely building a building a brand and doing the kind of the D2 C game? Well, see, swimwear, it's um, – so
2: on, on the not-so-positive front, swimwear is a highly saturated market. It's very hard to be a small brand, like you're a very small fish in a big sea of brands. And, you know, and at the end of the day, a small brand like mine, like even though, yes, we have seen exponential growth over the last 18 months, the usual, the usual small brand can't compete with the big brands, I don't have four hundred odd million dollars a year coming through my my doors, but I wish. <laughs> so you know I need to be able to plan myself well. And so I utilize the the platforms of other brands with their vast customer base to grow my brand. and then once that once that grows the income stream, then I can focus on building my own brand.
0: And of course, you get the consumer awareness up a lot faster that way too I suppose exactly because they still see those swing tags
2: when they open their parcel they know who they know who owns that brand they know where that brand comes from so it's and as soon as they read so we've got little mission statements on every bikini every bikini comes with a certificate as well of sustainability because we're eco tech certified so every bikini comes with a little certificate on recycled cardboard of course and it comes with a little mission statement of what style is all about. And people love it. People post our swing tags and they're very attractive looking swing tags. People post our swing tags quite often now because they, they just love them. You know, they're pretty peach with white coating. And we know our target customer. She's fun. She's happy. And she loves to see pink
0: things. <laughs> and if she sees those pink swing tags, she's going to put them on Instagram. <laughs> and that's what we want. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. So for those, for growing via wholesale is the key to them building the brand awareness and changing consumers' perceptions. Do you spend a lot of time educating the wholesaler or is it more about how you educate the consumer with what you attach to the eventual product that they receive?
2: Well, we, we try to do it as a double whammy. So we educate the wholesaler before we even launch onto their platform. We make sure that they are aligned with us, which is what has made us so successful. So their customer has to care about the planet too. We don't work with companies that aren't interested in sustainability or looking to better themselves. You know, I want to be alongside the Pangaeas of the world, you know, not the, I don't even want to say it, she-in. <laughs> <laughs> Not the others.
0: <laughs> the, the others that we all know of that are highly wasteful. <laughs> <laughs> So so there's so it actually starts with who are you willing to wholesale your products to? So someone could have the, the biggest swimwear website in the world, but if they're not aligned to your values, you're not going to supply them anyway.
2: Absolutely not. I will not align myself with people like that and contribute to the senseless waste.
0: And then once you you've you're partnered with the right people, then it's about educating them so they can sell your product in the right way and then educating the end consumer as well. Exactly.
2: Uh, launching onto Zalando, we've actually added a new type of fabric. So, on Zalando, you can actually shop by fabric types because um, some people prefer certain fabrics. So, Zalando will actually be adding a new fabric type, courtesy of Style Swim.
0: Oh wow! So you you actually fundamentally changing the the um, the marketplaces as you go.
2: Exactly, and showing them how they can be better too, which is what I want. It's the trickle down effect, you know. Why be a drop in the ocean when you can create a splash?
0: I think that's one of the biggest um kind of trade-offs that people make have to make on the sustainability journey is although actually I suppose you're not making this trade-off because you've done things perfectly but you know it's that how do we reach the maximum number of people whilst still not harming the planet and I think there's there's this constant we can take that step forward, but we're going to need to offset it something rather than, I guess, is it where you choose to spend the carbon? I guess that what I'm trying to say is, and, and apologies everyone, because I'm mangling my words here, but it's a it's an interesting point to try and get across. Is Charis, how do you decide, I suppose is what, what I'm trying to ask is, how do you decide where it's worth spending some carbon you're going to have to offset to expand that mission and to re-educate more people, both businesses and industry and consumers, versus saving the carbon in the first place? Well, it's we're giving people a better option. So it's
2: it's you know, it's kind of like when you go to the doctor and you've you've cut your finger, but your finger's broken. What do you treat first? The broken finger or the cut? You know, and your doctor always say, well you've got to treat the worst thing first. You know, so we have to do the and the worst thing is teaching customers and giving them better options, and making sure that the consumer knows what kind of impact they're having, not just on the planet but on their own bodies when they put these petrochemical fabrics on there. So it's it it's very important to just kind of shift that dynamic and and teach them, because at the end of the day, it's their purchasing decisions that make that make the difference because they they literally vote with their dollars, and I know that's said so wide it's not funny, but it's the honest to god truth. you literally vote with your dollars and whether you spend that in an op shop or whether you send that with a brand new brand that's that's your vote you're casting your vote see me personally i op shop i am a notorious outfit repeater because a i don't care what other people think of my outfit (laughs) b i'm quite happy to own that because it changes the norm for other people it's and it's it's shifting that dynamic and making and setting the example that like smaller companies like myself really need to do to show the big guys how it's done. We need to make our splash and, and show the larger companies like, hey, I know it's hard to shift your your supply chain and things like that, but it's not impossible. You know, have a look at it from this perspective. You know, trying to make impact not just to the consumer but to other companies. It's kind of like, oh, hey, you know, Style Swim is getting a lot of attention. Maybe we should have a look at how we set up our business too that's the kind of impact I want. I I don't want just, which is why I happily publish my type of fabric. Most brands will hide which fabric they use, where they get it from. I will broadcast it to the cows come home because I want other companies to use it. I want them to have zero impact like we do. You know, I, I genuinely with all my heart want to see that shift and customers they they feel that when they look at style swim. They know that we genuinely want that change and they resonate with it and they love it. They get their hair stand up on the back of their neck when they think about how passionate we are about sustainability. So it's a no-brainer for them. They want to buy style swim because we've created so much goodness in the world,
0: you know, and it's and it's that that we thrive on. So let's try and create a bit more goodness in the world right now. For those listening who are inspired by your story, inspired by other stories we've been sharing, who want to start taking their business on that path to net zero, that path to sustainability to do better. Have you got some, I guess, some some big impact ways they can start making a difference, but also some ways, some kind of more easy ways? I'll let you have some big impact and some easy ones. Have you got some tips to share with them?
2: Well, there's well, there's of course all the little changes that you can make. Um, you know, just the little personal changes like you know less plastic and you know trading your plastic toothbrush for a you can recycle plastic toothbrushes too, just for the record. Um, you know, grab yourself a bamboo one. There's all these little changes that you can make, but in the way of big changes, you know, upgrading to an electric vehicle, getting some solar panels on your home, um, you know, op shopping as much as you can. You know, wear it proudly like if you've got a cute outfit that you bought from an op shop, wear it proudly. You know, talking. I off shop. This is one of a kind. You won't find this anywhere else because this is made in God knows when by who knows who, and it looks great on me. So good luck trying to find it. You know, it doesn't just give you. It doesn't just give you the feeling of creating less impact. It gives you that proudness of standing tall and saying, "I own this. This is me, and it is a one of a kind, just like me." You know, because we are all one of a kind, You know, in, in you know, in a world where. Oh, I want to be an influencer, and I'm going to follow this influencer, and I'm going to make sure that I'm just like a be you for God's sake, be authentic, you know. You know, it's like be you because everyone else has taken, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And it's just um, so you step up and and do those things, you know. I love up shopping and and teaming things with my swimwear. I bought this gorgeous white skirt the other week, and I wear it with my black one piece from an up shop in neutral bay in northern Sydney. So, you know, like there's little things that you can do and how many compliments I get on wearing my one piece with skirts, you have no idea. Because it's this gorgeous little cutaway thing and you know, and just people don't realize you can wear swimwear all all year round. You know, like there's so many things that people can do. It literally just takes a Google. Like you could just Google top ten things to make my life more sustainable. You know, eat less meat. I'm not I'm not vegan or vegetarian by any way, shape or form, but I I make a conscious decision to do less impact so back when I was young the food pyramid said that you have you should only eat meat three times a week maximum we've become a society where they eat meat three times a day Mm -hmm. and it's actually genuinely unhealthy like bowel cancer is at an all-time high ask yourself why because we're over consuming you know, and, and on more than just fabric and clothing and all those other things, you know, we're over consuming in food as well. You know, there's, and i look at the children in the world that are starving and I think to myself, how can I possibly put three servings of meat on my plate when there's children in countries that don't even have a cup of milk, you know, and that, that kind of thing plays on me, you know, and I look at my children and how lucky they are living in Australia, having everything they want to need. And it just, it makes me really consider what other children need, which is why well, we built the, Style swim on maximum impact. So the original core of the business was actually built around putting children back in school in Brazil. So in Brazil, in Brazil, school is free, but they don't have the means of transport and they don't have the means of utensils, i.e., pens, pencils, paper, so on, etc., all the books. So we use uh, we um, contribute to community growth initiatives that make sure that kids get what they need to be able to go back to school and bridge that education gap. So making sure that whatever it is that you do whether it's in business or in life, that you do it and mindful. You have to be awoken to to make this impact. You know, reject that plastic straw. Tell them you want a paper one. Take a metal one with you. These little things just make such a difference. And people don't realize every, every literally every step they take in life has an impact on this planet. And the more that people start to look at that and start to feel and become reconnected to the earth, and, and I'm not a hippie, by the way. I'm very much a modern woman. But you need to connect yourself to the planet because we are one, whether you like it or not. We are all living beings. the planet is living and breathing just the same way we are, and we live alongside it. It's literally our home. So if you don't start to live for it and respect it, then you're not going to have a home anymore. She's gonna kick you out, mate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um and terrace, you've you've run us through some great ways we can improve our lives to make more of a difference. Obviously, a lot of our audience are running e-commerce businesses, e-commerce brands, and therefore have the ability to make more impact than just doing their own things. What's the, what's the easiest way to start making our own businesses follow in your footsteps too?
2: Oh God, just get rid of your plastic packaging, number one. Jesus. <laughs> that is the number one. And, and rethink your end of life. The it's so important to think about the end of life of your garments, whether you're purchasing garments from a wholesaler and reselling them, um, whether you're selling, you know, uh, branding things as your own and then selling them, on selling them, it uh, doesn't matter. Think about end of life. What are you going, to, what's going to happen to that once the customer is finished with it? Because when that fabric ends up in landfills, I'm talking hundreds of thousands of tons on a daily basis, end up in landfill, you know, you've got to think about what happens. So with style soon, for example, if you purchase a style bikini or one piece right now, you wear it for the next four to five years. You're like, oh, hey, it's getting a little bit translucent. You send it back to me. I will actually give you $25 to spend on your next one. Then when it comes to me, I recycle it with a, com- with a wonderful company called Apparel here in, here in Australia, they're in Melbourne. And it gets broken down all the biodegradable components are broken down, then we refabricate what we can with the elastin and it gets used in new rolls of fabric. And then goes out to struggling designers that want to make it themselves. You know, so we've thought about it end of life and created circularity. So a lot of brands aren't thinking about end of life and creating circularity, Take, being responsible for what they put in the world. You know, things like that are really important, you know, and carbon offsetting all your purchases. Even just start with $1 per order. You know, like we we don't ask the customer to pay one dollar, we pay one dollar out of each sale ourselves. So it comes up in the customer's purchase as zero dollars for a tree. So every one every one US dollar is another tree planted, you know, and we foot the bill ourselves. And then the customer's got the option to add more trees if they like, for a dollar each. So, you know, and quite often customers will add an additional tree because it's just it's we've we've taught them to be respectful of planet and respectful of their impact you know so that's when we achieved carbon positive which was early last year
1: e-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector here's a reminder of who they are
0: bright pearl by sage provides a retail operating system for retailers and wholesalers their mission is clear Automate the back office so you can spend your time and money growing your business fearlessly and without limitations. Their built-for-retail features tick every box, including inventory management, order management, warehousing, fulfilment, shipping, purchasing, accounting, and even retail business intelligence, all enabling easy automation to free up your time to focus on growth. Find out more and book a demo at ecmp.info forward slash brightpearl. That's ecmp for e-commerce master plan info forward slash brightpearl. Ever wondered how your business is doing compared to other businesses in your sector? Are you on track or behind the pack? Well, now's the time to find out what's going on in your market. There's a fantastic new benchmark service for retail e-commerce businesses from the customer and marketing analytics experts, Sweet Analytics. Participants sign up online. It's free, only takes two minutes to set up and your data is secure and anonymous. Sweet online retail index results are available daily and a weekly summary email summarizes results and provides a full market view. You will always know where you sit against the pack. Sign up now with Sweet Online Retail Index and find out if your business is on track. Sign up at benchmarks.sweetanalytics.com. That's benchmarks with an S and sweet like sugar. So go to benchmarks.sweetanalytics.com now.
1: It's time for the top tips round.
0: I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. So, Charis, are you ready for these? Yes. Excellent. Good answer. Um, Okay. The book top (laughs) tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend?
2: Can I do two? Is that being selfish? Of course. Okay. Hook Point by Brendan Kane. Pivoting book for your business. And The Pumpkin Plan by Michael Excellent.
0: I think we've had The Pumpkin Plan before, but I don't think we've had your first choice. So um, I'll be adding that to my own reading list. Uh, Okay, The Traffic Top Tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Well, we highly focus on SEO. So SEO has been our number one performer
2: always, and I'm talking 400 500% above any paid marketing ever. You know, organic is the best without a doubt because it's there forever and there's no budget on it.
0: Never bad to be investing in SEO. Uh, okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Oh, there's a couple. So I use Plan for my scheduling uh, across my social medias, um, ClickUp
2: for my team organization, um, and pick story so people can shop my website
0: easier. Cool, and what was the first one called? Plan. i oh, I've not come across that. I will have to have a look. Um, okay. Lovely. Loving these tips. Uh, and then the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them?
2: Ooh, okay. So if you want to grow that, it's, all a, it's a numbers game. So if you want to grow your order quantity, then... You just need to focus on your traffic, getting more traffic to your website um, and making sure that it's nurtured proficiently to be able to convert. See, it's it's one thing to get those orders. It's another thing to have your average cart value at a decent height. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you have a ridiculous amount of people shopping your sales section, what's it really worth? You know, you'd rather make sure you're nurturing your customers proficiently to get them to have that maximum cart value. See, to me, it, being a numbers game, it's about having – High numbers in one section, even if it does mean lower numbers in the numbers, another section, is actually a higher profit margin and less work.
0: Have it. So not growth at all costs, people. We're talking growth with a decent profit margin as well, which I think is music to everybody's oh, ears. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know what? It's all
2: we're not in business to be like to sorry, but to be a charity. You know, we're here to make money. And that's that's the reality of it, is that we are in business to make money. Like, yes, we contribute to charity but we are not charities ourselves. So if you want to be able to put food on that table every night, you've got to work on your average card value.
0: Love it. Um, Charis, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media?
2: Okay, well, you can just search Style Swim. So that's S-T-Y-E-L-L-E,
0: Swim. Uh, And our social media handles is at Style Swim. Simple as that. And I believe you've got an offer for the listeners if they want to try out your swimwear. Uh, yes, I'm happy to offer all the listeners 15% off using the code master plan. Easy as that, guys. Um, Charis, it has been a total pleasure chatting to you. We are aligned in our thinking on so many things. Um, so, <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being so passionate today, Today, sharing your experience with us.
2: Thanks so much, Chloe. I was really happy to share those that extra insight and to try and reach as many people as possible to teach them how they can be better too.
0: So I hope you enjoyed um, that chat with Charis. There, I think that's—I think she's potentially one of my new favourite people. So she will be coming back on the podcast um, somewhere because she has created a fast growth business that's doing all the right things on the sustainable net zero journey. And as you can tell, she is very passionate about this subject, and she has found a way in which to do it that has maximum impact while still being good, which is to go via that wholesale route to re-educate the market, but still not to do it at all costs, not to sell on any platform, even if they don't have the right value. So a very I'm inspired by her. I hope you're inspired and have got some ideas for that too. Now, um, you can get your hands on our notes about today's show, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also sign yourself up to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. And if you like this episode, then do have a scroll back. Just have a, go and have a scroll back through our other episodes because we've interviewed some really inspiring sustainable fashion, sustainable business retailers recently who are combining that growth, that consumer education, that doing better for the planet piece. So just have a scroll back through. Find the next one to listen to because um, there's been some utterly awesome ones. I am very lucky to interview so many very, very cool business owners at the moment. Um, yeah, have a scroll back, listen to something else. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning to this episode and the next one you're about to tune into of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new one of these interviews every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your business, including progressing along that all important path to net zero, to carbon neutrality. If you know someone this show can help, Please, please, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a marvelous week, and don't forget to keep optimizing.
1: Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com/slash/podcast.
0: If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power, and if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K L A V I Y O dot com slash masterplan.